0: Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Episode 34 of the
1: Dynasty Debates, the best-kept secret in all of Dynasty fantasy football, if I do say so myself. I am your humble host, Evan Brown, as always the humblest host. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLucian, like Revolution, but with my name Evan at the start. Welcome to the Evan Lucian. You can also follow the show at Dynasty Debates. couldn't get much easier. You can drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Please get in touch. Let me know how you're enjoying the show, what you're thinking of these prospects. If you have any questions or comments, Feel free to stop by your favorite podcast listening platform and drop a rating and review as well. That would be much appreciated. Hopefully you have been enjoying this series, building the big board, shorter episodes on a daily basis, two prospects at a time, epic guests to help break down those prospects. Today is the last episode with the one and only Brandon Angelo at angelo underscore fantasy on twitter definitely give him a follow he is a great dude lots of wisdom lots of smart smart hot takes and yeah without any further ado let's get into these next two running back prospects something
0: is wrong with you i got a fever adam himself could not resist the temptation a rookie fever the last two
1: prospects that we have for our time with b-dog brandon angelo himself the uh the running back whisperer we're going to be covering off two interesting prospects um we're going to let guests go first as always and we're going to be talking about somebody who i feel isn't getting the love and the respect maybe that he deserves um and is brian robinson jr now, Brian Robinson Jr., he is the Alabama running back, Crimson Tide Senior, 22 years old. He was a four-star recruit from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He is six foot two, two twenty five. That's a big boy. Uh, you don't wanna you don't want to get in his way, really. Um, and interestingly, so at at the combine, he ran a four five, three forty, which four five, three is not that exciting, but if you think six foot two, two twenty five, that's pretty dang good, in my opinion. Now he only had a 30 inch vertical and a nine foot eleven broad jump, so nothing necessarily to write home about there. But solid enough. Again, if you're thinking six two two twenty five, he's a fifth year senior. In 2017, he was the top running back prospect from Alabama, so he was he was highly touted, highly recruited prospect, and I think he's been very forgotten. But it's understandable when you think about Alabama as a as a college as an institution. I mean, they are like running back you they always have such a a heavy heavy dose of like (laughs) talent elite talent that a lot of times people just like screw this i've got to go somewhere else to get a shot freshman his freshman year so this is this is brian robinson jr's freshman year this is what he had to deal with he had josh jacobs Najee harris damian harris and Bo scarborough ahead of him on the depth scarborough (laughs) so i mean Literally, what a murderer's row, like you're having to deal with. You're coming in as a freshman, you've got Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Damian Harris. I mean, literally, two of those guys taken in the first round in the NFL draft. You know what I mean? Um, three NFL running backs ahead of you. So, this is what he's having to deal with here when he was in Alabama. But In 2021, his rookie, his senior year, he finally was able to have the backfield to himself and he did fairly well. 271 attempts for 1,343 yards, five yards per carry, 14 touchdowns. He had 35 receptions for 296 yards, eight and a half yards per reception and two touchdowns. So just to put that into perspective, you know, he had, like I said, 271 attempts, but in, in his whole entire, like. Five years at Alabama, he only had 545 attempts. So you can see how much work he got um, just in that last year there. And interestingly enough, I mean, again, nobody really is excited about him as a prospect. Nobody's really expecting much out of him, from what I can tell, from hearing people talk about him. But you actually look at what he produced. He's tenth. He's tied tenth all time rushing touchdowns and eleventh for all time rushing in Alabama history. And Alabama, as we mentioned, has pretty prolific history of um, kind of putting out pretty top 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 tier top shelf running back so that's a little bit of a background there for b rob um but i'm going to throw it to to my boy here and i want to hear what's your take on this this big dude from alabama
2: i've loved brian robinson since he was a sophomore to alabama and he's one of those guys that i've i've looked at for a while and the one thing i that stood out to me the most about brian robinson I actually took him in a Devi league of like three four years ago and it was his pass catching he didn't do a lot of that his senior, his, you know, his super senior year, but it, it was his pass catching. He's a good pass catcher, a fluid pass catcher. Around the, he wasn't as big. I think he's like 215. So I remember he they did like Alabama did like their um their testing, their spring testing. And I remember he ran like in the high four fours. So running in the low four fives, like 10, 15 pounds heavier than, than what he was when he came into college, super happy with that. Um, And he plays this physical brand of football. He's kind of this Chris Carson type of player in that mold where he's just an absolute hammer, like very much. So like a guy that can just really just bring it in every single down. Like we talked about with Damian Pierce too. It's going to be those guys that are early down rushers. Um, A team like the Philadelphia Eagles, that's him being there be huge um I think kind of in a scheme that's more so I would like to see more in a read option scheme honestly like uh, Jalen Hurts obviously is in Philadelphia so uh I think being a primary between the tackles runner he's good outside the tackles as well but I, I think he he's really really good he has good feet in between tackles good in tight spaces um, he's a good pass catcher. I don't think that's going to be a big role for him, but he's capable enough to not, you know, to not lose that role on third downs. If need be, um, This kid's just a physical player, man. He, he's going to be someone I think is going to go earlier than we expect. I think he's a fourth round pick um, when surprising if he sneaks into the third round, um, but he's a team that NFL teams really going to, he's a guy that NFL teams really going to like um, physical dude. Like I said, just going to be a guy that's going to step in day one and, and, and bring an intensity to, to the, to the offense that, that you know, a lot of teams are wanting now, uh, especially on the goal line
1: yeah i mean i think we talked about this um earlier with one of our our backs that we were talking about and we said sometimes there's a discrepancy between the fantasy community and the nfl and we were talking about it in a negative sense for fantasy we were saying we're higher on a prospect because we like certain things that they do but they don't fit into the mold but i think this could be one of those situations where it's flipped where i think the fantasy community is like he's boring he's slow he's this whatever because he's not a sexy name because he was stuck behind Najee and all that kind of stuff um and they could actually be low Lower on him, it could be a real value in your rookie drafts. Versus, I think the NFL, like you said, I think the NFL is going to be a lot higher on him than than we are. Um, and and honestly, like I was pretty pleasantly surprised. Like in my film scores, I think he came in as like my RB six or something like that, like quite high. Um, because you know when i see like what i see in him anyways is like you said to your point he generates really good power and he initiates contact he's not waiting for the contact (laughs) he's not waiting for the contact to get to him he's bringing the contact to you um and he's got the body to deal with that you know he's a big dude six foot two 225 or whatever it is i mean he's he's a pretty big dude um He gets low when he approaches contact as well, which I really like to see, which then enables him to keep driving, keep the legs driving, keeping a low center of balance. Um, He's a very decisive runner. His blocking is fine. I don't think it's special. I don't think he's like, oh, he's not as good at... As Damian Pierce is blocking, but again, it's certainly not a deficiency in his game. He can catch the ball, like you said. Um, He doesn't have top end speed, you know, but it's not a liability. He's not like watching, it's not like watching molasses, you know, when you watch him run. It's just that he's not like a Jerome Ford. He's not a James Cook. He's not going to break one to the house every time. And he takes really good angles. He's quite smart in open space, which reminds me sort of of Ramondre Stevenson when. A lot of people were really down on Ramondre Stevenson last year. And I remember, and I'm not saying they're the similar type of player, but what I'm saying is that I remember people being really down on Ramondre Stevenson. But when I was watching him in Oklahoma, I was like, actually, there's some really interesting things about this guy. Like he's really fluid in open space. He's quite hard to tackle in open space. He takes good angles. He's got soft hands. There's a lot of really interesting traits. And obviously, the Patriots saw that and they drafted him and they've utilized him quite well. But I think Brian Robinson, um, you know, and he has good vision as well. I think so. There's a lot. He's very decently well-rounded. He just doesn't have that explosive sort of like insane upside that we want. But to your point, I think that he's going to get decent draft capital. Wouldn't surprise me if he goes, you know, like you said, in the third, fourth rounds or something like that, possibly Mm -hmm. if the right team falls in love with them or the right team just says, Hey, this is what we need. We need a big bruising back who can like take a lot of, <laughs> take a lot of carries here and get the job done. Um, so yeah, I think for me, he's really interesting. I think for a rookie draft grade, um, obviously who's your prospect to break down, where are you comfortable taking him in like a one QB 12 team league?
2: Um, probably in the early third. Um, I think if we see him get the capital, I think he's going to be a, a guy who's going to step in and have a two down role, I think almost immediately. Uh, he's someone obviously who's pretty seasoned. Um, he played at Alabama, um, and he he played really well his, his super senior season. Uh, that's what I like to see from him is the improvement from um, last year when he was behind Najee. He made a ton of mistakes when he was behind Najee Harris. And to see him kind of rectify some of those and make big plays and be able to be the lead back of that offense with, with talented guys behind him, there's, you know, there's five-star, four-star recruits all in that running back room every single year and for him to be the guy and make a lot of plays for that, for um, for Bryce Young in that offense, um, that was really great to see, saying to him improving that capacity is awesome. So I would say third round, I'd say early third, um, just because we don't know what the pass catching upside is. I would take guys like James Cook over him. Um, just, I think those guys are a little bit safer in that regard and can play more of a, a complementary role on your fantasy rosters that might last a little longer. Like guys that are built like more like a James White – Guys like a JD McKissick, those guys last longer in the league, less wear and tear than guys, you know, like Brian Robinson and Damian Pierce aren't going to be guys who are eight, you know, six, seven, eight, nine year NFL vets that are producing at a fairly high level in PPR leagues. That's probably not going to happen. So for me, that's what, how I look at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you. I think he's one. I think the nice thing is, I I really think you'll be easily able to acquire him in the third round of like most rookie drafts because I just don't think that the fantasy community is going to love him. I don't think they're going to be given a lot of buzz to him, even if he gets it, halfway decent capital. I just think they're not interested. And I understand in the sense that, like, I don't think he has a super high ceiling, and that's why I'm not looking to take him in the second round or whatever. Like I would maybe a Jerome Ford or James Cook because of the traits. He doesn't have the speed. He's fine at pass catching, but he's not a route running, amazing pass catching, you know, aficionado. He's just solid enough at like, you know, take taking dump offs or taking little like screens or something like that. If he has to. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I would probably say like, you know, if he gets decent capital and things like that, top of the third round's fine to take him as a flyer. Um, he could probably be useful, but again, we're not, probably expecting amazing things out of him and again even just saying that you know he was like rb6 or 7 or whatever it was for me in my film score doesn't mean that's where he's going to be in my eventual rankings it just means when i'm looking at the actual film and trying to break down what i think he does and does well on an on a on the college field he came out quite high in my um in my film study there surprisingly because i heard a lot of negative things about him from people so uh yes we are going to touch on probably Hmm. Yes. I might have to say my favorite sleeper running back in this class. Possibly. I think he, he probably gets that, that love there. And uh, I am really curious to hear, uh, I'm going to hear, I'm curious to hear Angelo's take on him because he might completely disagree with me and think I'm crazy, in which case I'm gonna have to go back and restudy. But uh, for me, it's Kevin Harris out of South Carolina, Um, the Gamecocks, which is just a hilarious name. And he was a junior, 21 years old, Three star recruit from Hinesville, Georgia, comes in at five foot 10, 221 pounds. So he's a thick boy, which you love to see. He did not run the 40 at the um, at the Combine, so, disappointingly enough, but he did absolutely smash the vert and the broad jump. So 38 and a half inch vert. He was one of the top, he was like second or third in the vert. I think only Brees Hall possibly had a better vert than him. Uh, and a 10 foot six broad jump, again, he was top three or four or something like that in the broad jump, uh, which again, in case you didn't listen to the episode or you've forgotten, vert and broad jump, we just excited about in the te- in in terms of it talks about their short uh, area burst and acceleration, um, and he he was a three year three-year player at South Carolina. He had 358 attempts for 1,975 yards, 5.5 yards per carry, and 23 touchdowns, 36 receptions for 280 yards, 7.8 yards per reception, and one touchdown. So his freshman year, he was stuck behind Tavion Feaster and Rico Dowdle. Um, So not the most amazing names, but obviously as a freshman coming in, there's some existing kind of incumbent running backs there. So he didn't get a lot of run his freshman year, but he really broke out his sophomore year. So in his sophomore year, he had 185 attempts for 1,138 yards, 6.2 yards per carry and 15 touchdowns. Um, And that's in 10 games. So that's even with a shortened season there. Now, sadly he did suffer an injury. He had back surgery. Um, He missed all of the 2021 preseason. And because of that, he sort of had a really slow start to 2021 he didn't look like himself and I think he really fell down a lot of people's draft boards and he almost became a little bit forgotten about does a quandary white looked fairly decent as well um, in South Carolina so I see I think the combination of him being injured coming being slow to come back and having another kind of emerging running back sort of just really damaged his draft stock um, quite a lot and um, but he did become the first gamecock to lead the SEC in rushing yards per game as a sophomore so I think if you go back and look at what he did when he was fully healthy it's really really Impressive, and even if you look, I was watching. I went back and watched the uh, the North Carolina game that last game there for him from last year, and it's pretty special. Like you <laughs> ran all over North Carolina there, and um, I think as long as for me the massive thing will be. With with the medicals, especially from the combine, we won't have that information, but if that came back all clear and, and the NFL teams are happy enough that he's been able to recover fully from his back situation and they don't have any major concerns for him, I genuinely think you could be really surprised what you get out of Kevin Harris. I mean, if you go back and watch his 2020 tape, or even like I said, kind of the late last couple of games of the 2021 season, this guy is honestly, he's just like a ton of fun to watch. He's kind of like, he's got that sort of violent running style that we talk about with like Javante Williams from last year. Um, He's just—he's a decisive runner. He has really good power. He's, as you can tell, five foot ten, so he's not the tallest of running backs. And at two twenty, he's very thick, low center of gravity. He's got a willingness to run and pass block, though he's not that good at it yet. Like he needs to work. But again, like we talked about, with the fact that the willingness is there and the ability to get stuck in and show himself ready to block, um, he just needs somebody to come alongside him and tweak his technique a little bit. I think he's not fast like in the open field and stuff like that. Maybe that's part of the reason why he didn't run the 40. I don't know, but um, you know, again, but I I suppose not because even to your point from earlier, really the 40 is about your burst and your acceleration. And he showed that he's very solid at that with his vert and his broad jump, but he's not, he's certainly not a burner in the open field. He can get caught from behind, um, especially by like corners and things like that. But on the positive side, he's very difficult to bring down (laughs) and it quite often takes more than one defender to bring him down. He has a very solid vision. Um, he is, he has a nice spin move. He has a really good spin move. He's quite shifty and elusive. So he's good at just getting the ball. He quickly kind of is able to diagnose where he wants to go with it and just make a move. And then, he literally will try to bowl defenders over at times or just spin, move past them and get going. You catch up to him. But again, it often takes two, three guys to bring him down. Um, You watch him in against North Carolina and he's just like dragging guys with him for an extra like 10 yards at a time. Um, He's just, I think that's what I really love about him is that he's just got that dog in him. He's just like a hardcore, you know, hard-nosed running back. And um, he, but he's also fairly, elusive he can like really sort of like juke and shift around he's more got more wiggle more evasiveness than like a brian robinson sort of a character um and i think he's decent enough at pass catching i don't think he was heavily utilized in pass catching and i certainly don't think he's like a route running kind of like maestro or anything like that but i think he certainly is able to catch passes out of the backfield um and be utilized in that level of the game so he's just somebody i really like watching i'm really excited about and i think that with his build if they get the clears on the medicals that'll be the big massive thing for them for the nfl um if that is clear and he does get halfway decent draft capital land in a solid position i think you could be really surprised what kevin harris is able to bring to an nfl team and potentially your fantasy teams but that's me professing my undying love for kevin harris so i'll throw it over to angelo and he can put some cool water on the on the fires here so what are your thoughts on kevin harris out of south carolina uh,
2: interesting player i think like you said the medicals going to be important for him uh, i think we'll know by his draft capital what the medicals say uh like you said 5'10 over 220 um big guy uh okay athlete pretty average below average from nfl standards i think he's going to be a if he doesn't if he does get drafted 6th 7th round guy um i don't see super a super high ceiling for a guy like Harris but i think he's going to be a guy that can be a secondary or tertiary option um, on NFL offense. I don't think he's a bell cow. I think teams might be worried about the back issue. If they aren't, then we can, you might see that totally be cleared. And he, you know, pass with flying colors and is able to be drafted in the fifth round. I think that's the ceiling for a guy like him is, is mid late fifth. Um, I'm not Uber excited about Harris. I think he's a pretty linear driven, um, not a great mover, but, NFL teams might see the potential as, you know, the downhill type runner that, you know, could play in between the tackles and it could work well in the red zone. I think that could be a role for him in the NFL in terms of being a complimentary back there. So we'll see what the N- the NFL says in his medicals, but uh, I'm just interested to see where he gets drafted. He's going to be one of those backs this year where the, the range of outcomes is pretty fast. So uh, I'm interested to see where he gets drafted. And, um, After that, we'll talk about his rookie draft stock, and I I wouldn't touch him in a rookie draft. Uh, I think I'd take guys like Brian Robinson before him, obviously Rashad White, James Cook, um, Damian Pierce right now. But if the NFL says he's a fifth-round guy, fourth-round guy and drafted before some of those other dudes, then yeah i think time to go back and reevaluate
1: yeah absolutely and you know like that's the thing is you know when i say he's my favorite sleeper i think that's exactly right you're 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 nailing it on the head there where you're saying he is a sleeper like and that's the reason why is because he's not going to probably get you know even third or fourth round draft draft capital that would be amazing but it's probably not going to happen you know like you said he'd be lucky if he gets sort of fourth fifth round draft capital that would be great and it'd be a solid situation in which case because i like him a lot if that's the scenario, I'm willing to grab him in the third round, then somewhere in the third round, if he's got fourth round draft capital and he goes to Atlanta, who's got nobody, then yeah, I'm signed me up. I'm all about that. But if the worst case scenario, like you said, if he's in a UDFA or um, say he gets like sixth round draft capital, um, but goes to like a really crowded backfield situation, then yeah, maybe take a fourth round flyer on him or see if he falls through the cracks completely. And you can just swoop him up and put him on a, on a, on a taxi squad, because I do think he's got drive. He's got some skills there, but it really is honestly massively down to the medicals i mean if the medicals don't come back or if there's any concern we could easily see him be a udfa um you know absolutely with with the depth of this running back class i just think he's got a lot of interesting tools and a lot of interesting um skill sets that he brings to the table that if he's cleared from a medical perspective and if he's able to get that draft capital he's certainly somebody i've got my eye on um and i'll certainly be looking to take a flyer on him but yeah if he's undrafted or if he gets really late capital then yeah i'm fourth round or just scoop him off the waiver wire if he gets halfway decent draft capital i'm certainly willing to take him as a flyer in the third round because i like him and because i believe in the the talent there so absolutely been a pleasure having you on i've really enjoyed our chats and hopefully you guys have all learned something and definitely if you don't already Go follow and Ange, um, Angelo at angelo underscore fantasy. You will not regret it. He has some amazing in-depth detailed breakdowns that he puts out regularly, just about running backs, wide receivers, all different positions, um, just really going into detail. And you can check out his work on angeloanalysis.com as well. Is there anything else you wanted to shout out or plug or anything like that before we go?
2: No, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been like it's been like I said, man, it's been a long time coming. So um more than happy to jump back on with you. Um, but yeah, thank you again, man. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no, I really appreciate your time, and definitely would love to have you back on again sometime soon. Been been an absolute pleasure, and thank you very much for your time, guys. Hopefully, you have found that useful, and you've learned some stuff as well about these upcoming rookie running backs.
0: I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver, and nah, I couldn't be mean. My fifth wide receiver, ran. it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, because I think this is heaven. Now nah, forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really want to do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate.